Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax and let our mind and our will and our emotions just settle and fall back into our spirit. Let's just allow the Lord to make his presence known, make his presence real. Remember, he's right there. He's always right there. You know, we we think we need to call out to him or somehow get his attention. But he's always right there. You are in him. And you are one with him in your spirit. I don't know how you can get any closer, spiritually speaking. Now, of course, our problem is that You and I live most of our lives out of our soul and out of our body. And our soul and our body are not connected to our spirit the way they were meant to be. They began. Remember, we began as a one single being, spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit was fully communicating with God, fully one with God, received life from God, and relayed God's eternal life to our soul and to our body. For you and I, though, we were born without a living spirit. So all we've had to go by, basically, is lies. We lie to ourselves what what we've been taught mostly is a lie. Not so much that it's not true, it's that it doesn't change anything. It doesn't fill our needs. Not just talking about what we're taught about God, but what we're taught about ourselves and what we're taught about our future and our past and what God expects of us. What it comes down to is what God wants from us is for us to receive him, to accept him unconditionally. We don't have to arrive at a certain level of understanding or anything There's no standard that you need to meet in order to have a wonderful, fulfilling, complete relationship with God. Because your spirit is already enjoying that, that oneness with God, that eternal life with God. And your soul and your body 
are in the process of being reconnected to your spirit. As that happens, we don't have to wait for it to be complete, but as your body and soul are being reconnected to your spirit, we are beginning to receive eternal life. Eternal life is not more of what we have here. Something totally different. We have a real problem with words. We've, we've translated things and tried to understand them and put things in terms of what we understand now, which is perfectly fine, but it very often is misleading. Eternal life is not just an unending what this life is. Eternal life is the nature of God. It's one of his characteristics or a way of describing God, who is indescribable. Just as as the kingdom is not some place we visit, the kingdom is his rule and authority being experienced. And again, in your spirit, you are already in his kingdom. You are already living in eternal life, receiving that eternal life. So we use words as best we can to describe what can't be described. Part of our challenge is we've not been this way before. We, we've not experienced what it's like to be one, to be complete and entire, spirit, soul, and body. Jesus is the only one who's ever done that since Adam and Eve. So very few and far between. And yet that's, in essence, where God is leading us. Now, we have no way of knowing what that would look like or feel like or what effect that would have. It could bring judgment on this world. It could bring freedom. It could bring the end. But just as when Jesus came, when he came, when he died, when he was resurrected, it changed everything. Likewise, when, when someone or a, some few or some many become one, return to that oneness in Christ, in God, spirit, soul, and body, everything changes. Don't know what that will look like. Just as when Jesus was walking around, they wanted to make him king, they wanted to make him messiah, He said, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not what I'm here for. But they were sure they knew what he was there for. And when he didn't live up to their expectations, their conclusion was, well, then, he's not the Messiah. He's not the Son of God.
that's why it's very beneficial for us to go by our relationship with God rather than our understanding or attempt at describing, okay, this is what knowing God looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what it acts like. Don't worry about what other people are experiencing, what other people are telling about their experiences or even telling you what you should experience. This is all a very personal walk. We're all in our own path. And then, yeah, on the one hand, it's kind of scary. But on the other hand, it's freeing. Nobody can tell you you're on the wrong path. God can, and God may use other people, but it's not going to be out of a comparison. It's going to be, it's how are you doing? And that's a good question to ask the Lord. Write that down as something to do this week. Lord, how am I doing? Now, the goal is not to get a checklist well here you missed it here and here you're doing okay and and here you're you know really missing the mark you're off in the wrong direction when we ask the lord how am i doing his answer is going to be you're doing well my beloved son it's not about accomplishing anything or making it somewhere or having an effect or fulfilling your purpose. It's about relationship. Now we, and you know we do it here, we look at the process and we look at where can we focus and learn how to use our senses and learn how to live and move and have our being as a spirit being. But those aren't because that's what we want to get good at. Those are simply starting points that as we engage in those experiences, those activities, we make ourselves available to God. And that's the bottom line. That's what's important, is making ourselves being available to God. And even that, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day, and yet we don't all have the same amount of time. But the time that you do have and the effort and the energy that you do have, that's where God wants to put his finger on and say, he says, give me more. Not because what you're doing with it is wrong, but because he loves you. And we have an opportunity here on this earth. And isn't it, you know, very often people will sell their house and give all their money to the poor or move to Africa or 
leave their job and become a missionary or start a ministry, do things to serve God. And yet, what all God really wanted was to spend more time with them. And he wants to spend more time with you because he loves you. So if you have any desire, any whatsoever, to know God more, to know him better, to have the confidence that you're hearing him clearly, to live that quiet lifestyle where you are confident that he is leading and guiding and directing you, if you have any of that desire, that's from him. And if you have that desire, in that desire is the guarantee of its fulfillment. Because God doesn't tease us. If you want to know him better, that desire is from him. And he gave it to you because he wants to fulfill it. He wants you to know him better. He wants to be known by you. Not just out of your imagination or your perception, but in reality, with great confidence. The supernatural realm is more real than the natural, and the spiritual realm is more real than the supernatural and the natural. Now, those, again, are just words to describe something that we are just starting to learn about. But we know that the creator is more real, more powerful, more everything than that which is created. And as much as we love the created, our focus is going to be on the creator. But it's through through the experiences, through what he's teaching us, whatever experience you're, you're struggling or enjoying now, give the Lord an opportunity to show you this is why you're struggling. This is how to, to fix it. He wants to be your teacher on a personal level. Your, your personal guidance counselor. He's not setting you off to be struggling on your own and just hopefully figuring out on your own or by chance flipping. You know, if you flip a coin enough times, you'll finally hit the, the side you need to, to move to the next spot. That's not God. He, he not only wants you to know him, he's created every circumstance for that to happen. Again, your spirit already does. Our problem is our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and our body. The more we let God heal our soul, bring our soul into right relationship with our spirit, he's the one doing it. He's the one making the changes. Our job is to be available to respond and to show up for class, to do the homework, to take the test, 
to participate. He provides the guidance and the direction and everything else that we need in order to accomplish what he wants to do in your life for you. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your help in this world. He doesn't need your help to accomplish his next big thing. He just wants you. Now, that's also, that has been that perception has often been a way of getting out of responsibilities. Well, God's going to take care of everything. Well, here's the thing: is those responsibilities that you're involved in are part of His plan for you. That He is; those are part of the circumstances that he's placed in your life for you to struggle with, learn how to be a spirit being in that situation, how to deal with difficult people, how to make difficult decisions, how to develop good judgment, how to sacrifice, how to get knocked down, get back up again. These are the parts of our lives that are uncomfortable but they are part of what God is bringing us through to learn how to live and move and have our being as a spirit being. It is through the process of our life here on this earth that our soul is healed and freed and reunited to our spirit. So we don't run from responsibilities. We don't blame God for them. We say, okay, this is what this is the situation you have crafted for me to accomplish what needs to be done so I can be whole. It's really simple, but when it gets right down to what's going on in our lives, what our what we struggle with in our mind, what we struggle with in our hearts and the choices we make, and even what's going on in our physical world. We struggle, and that's fine. Wherever you're at, that's where you're at. But the more time we spend with him, the more we make ourselves available to him, the more easily we receive and understand and perceive what he's doing in our lives. doesn't always make it easier. It often doesn't make it easier. But through the process, we at least can can join him in what he's doing. We've, your spirit has already said yes. So you can say no all you want, but God has already heard yes through your spirit. So you might as well go with him. Join your spirit. Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm on board. I know you love me, and I know what you have will be pleasing to me and will be fulfilling, and it'll be worth it. So be encouraged. Whatever path you're on, you're exactly where he wants you to be. 
it's not a marker. It's not about, okay, I'm halfway there or anything like that. Let's look at the simplicity of devotion to Christ. He's the God. Your spirit is joined with him. Your soul and your body have their own ways of doing things, their own ways of understanding, and your soul and your body are the parts of you that are going to have to change. Your spirit is not. God is not. He's not going to change his doctrine because you don't like it. Oh, that's not a God I want to serve. Well, he's not going to change. Just because he's merciful, when you don't think someone deserves mercy, doesn't really matter what you think. God's going to do what he wants to do. So let's finish up with these eight steps to engaging the supernatural. And again, go ahead and make up your own. Make up your own eight steps. Make up your own 12 or three. The point being that, and you can change them every five minutes if you want. The point is to be objective about the learning process. You know, when you go into school and you sit down at your desk, the class, the the teacher didn't go, okay, guys, you know, learn. No, they had a lesson plan. This is what we're going to learn today. This is how we're going to approach it. Here's what you need to know. Here's how it's applied. Well, God wants to do the same for us as well. He wants to make it easy for us to understand, not hard. And what's the goal? Not to learn, not just to learn a process, but this is the topic, the conversation that we're having with God. How does the supernatural realm work? How does our soul interact with the supernatural realm? How does the supernatural realm interact with the spiritual realm? How does the supernatural realm react with the natural realm? What other beings are there in the supernatural realm, and how do we interact with them? How does authority work? How does power work? How does love work in the supernatural realm? These are things God wants us to learn experientially. You know, when someone, it's like trying to argue with someone who's been to the moon that they really didn't go to the moon. Like, well, yeah, they, you know, if they, once you've done something, doesn't really matter if someone argues with you or not. It's, it's an experience you've had. And God wants you to have your experiences with him, to experience his love for you and his power and his authority and how the spirit works even in this in the supernatural realms and in the natural realms it's really hard to argue with experience so we've been talking about the eight steps to engaging the supernatural the first one was make yourself available the second one was attention number 3 was ask number 4 was listen number 5 was engage 
In other words, be active. The Lord tells you to do something. Take it seriously. Write it down. Ask questions. Don't just, okay, here's the presence of the Lord. I can sense his presence. More. Engage with that presence. Lord, is that you? I'm here. What do you have to say? One thing, never be afraid of making a mistake with the Lord. Never be concerned about what you're, you know, you're going to sound foolish or you don't know if you're saying the right or wrong thing. Your spirit is the one involved. So your spirit is not going to be critical or um, you're, you're free to make mistakes. This is, this is the time. This is how we learn. We learn so much more when we make mistakes than when we do things what we can call the right way. So remind yourself that God is right there. And it's, it's hard to say that he's a person because he's not like us, but in a sense we are like him because he created every aspect of us. So we are in him. So there's nothing that we are that's not a part of him. So he can totally relate. There's no doubt or question or conundrum that you have that he does can't relate to. There's nothing that is going to surprise him. He never goes, wow, I never saw that coming. So as you experience his presence, ask him to reveal himself. Listen to what he says. Engage in what he's saying. Have a conversation with him. Enjoy his presence. Drink in his presence. If there's a fragrance, enjoy that fragrance. If there's a sound, enjoy that sound. Take it in. Then step number six is respond. Again, you make up your own list. This is not certainly written in stones, not on on a couple of tablets on a mountain. Number six is respond. If he gives you something to do right then, do it. If he gives you something to start working on, write it down and start working on it. Take the process, take the experience seriously. If the task is to simply respond for that moment, do it. If he says, just be with me, then just be with him. If he says, I want you to start writing, we need to start talking about where we want to be in five years. I need to talk to you about what's going on with your family. Okay, Lord, how do I do that? Do we need to spend more time together about the family? Or how about with the family? Be, just talk to him. Try different things. Experiment with conversation. Odds are you're not going to, shall I say, hit the right thing right off. Because God doesn't want you to. 
We don't value what costs us nothing. And God wants us to value our experience, our time with him. So number six is respond. Number seven is respect and follow through. Sometimes during these times, the Lord will give us direction or instruction or birth in us a desire or a new purpose, set new goals. As he does this, our enemies are all right there waiting to steal that idea, that seed. So be aware. Take these things seriously and respectfully and begin to nurture. Take them seriously. If they're if you need to do research, if you need to spend time, if you need to change your lifestyle, change the direction of your life, change how you're thinking, do it. Give it the, the attention and time it deserves. This is where a clear direction from the Lord so often quickly turns into questions, is when you start acting on it. At first, we know we've received something from the Lord, but because we do not have the established habit to follow through, to do the research, the work, and the planning that's necessary, the most convenient doubt is that maybe it wasn't the Lord after all. So as you build, hear him, establish that habit, I'm going to act on what I hear. And we will pick it up there the same time next week, and hopefully next week we'll finish up the last step number eight. We'll probably spend some more time on respect and follow through as well. So as usual, thanks for tuning in. If you want to drop me a line, it's diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.